This is a Squeeze podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. Good morning, I'm Simone Zaziaris. And I'm Claire Kimball. It's Monday the 22nd of March. In your Squiz today, rain and more rain for New South Wales. The next phase of our vaccine rollout. Russia, China and the US. And the world's happiest country. This is your Squiz today. Many in New South Wales were warned it would be a wet weekend, Claire, and that it was. New South Wales Premier Gladys Berejiklian described what's happening on the Mid-North Coast as a once-in-100-years event and the downpour in Western Sydney as a once-in-50-years event. So it's quite significant. Let's start, though, with where things are at for the most affected areas as of this morning. So looking at the mid-north coast, that includes areas around Port Macquarie and Taree. They were inundated by floodwaters over the weekend. Prime Minister Scott Morrison called those scenes absolutely heartbreaking. That region has received up to 450 millimetres of rain since late last week, which is a lot, and they're expected to get more. That was the area where if you saw any TV over the weekend, you might have seen a house getting washed away down the river. Uh, That's exactly where that happened. Looking at Western Sydney, there's a thousand people who were evacuated late yesterday. Up to 4,000 will be evacuated there with the Nepean and the Hawkesbury rivers getting to really high levels and that's going to continue to get worse through the week. So those areas are expecting more rain and a lot of watch out about what's going to happen this week. On top of all that, Claire, Sydney's main water source, the Warragama Dam spilled over for the first time since 2016. And like you said, there's more to come. There really is. What Premier Gladys Berejiklian said is that a deep-seated extreme weather event will last until the end of this week. What's happening is uh, the coast to Sydney and a big chunk in northwestern New South Wales are looking for more heavy rain in the coming days. There's a couple of very powerful weather systems that are set to collide tonight. Yeah, and over the border, an emergency alert has also been issued for parts of the Gold Coast, with severe thunderstorms bringing a lot of rain and flash flooding to much of southeast Queensland. Around 6 million Australians, including those over 70, Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islanders aged 55 and over, and some young adults with medical conditions will be eligible to get their COVID vaccine from today. According to Federal Health Department boss Brenda Murphy-Claire, it could be the ticket to travelling overseas again. Yeah, he said that he expects national borders to be open next year and that not just Australians but also overseas people will need to have that immunisation to be able to get travelling. He says it will certainly make life a lot easier and for Australians could mean that when you're coming back to the country that you might be able to isolate at home or have a shorter hotel quarantine stay. That's all to be worked out. Qantas boss Alan Joyce agreed with that. He did an interview with the BBC yesterday and he said that he believes that governments are going to insist that travellers need to prove that they're vaccinated. There's a lot of eyes on what this vaccine passport might look like at the moment. Yeah, vaccine or no vaccine though, anyone not living in Japan hoping to attend the Tokyo Olympic and Paralympic Games will not be allowed. On Saturday, the Olympics organisers said they'll refund 630,000 tickets bought by international fans amid concerns around the coronavirus. The Games are due to kick off in July and there's still no decision on how many local spectators will be allowed into events. 
Last week, relations between the US and Russia got rather frosty after Russia recalled its ambassador following a TV interview in which President Joe Biden agreed that Vladimir Putin was a killer. Well, Claire, US relations don't seem to be going any better with China. <laughs> That's uh, certainly one way of putting it. Yeah, what the new Biden administration has bit off is two very big fights with two of those superpowers, Russia and China. Uh, on Friday, though, there were some extraordinary scenes between US Secretary of State Antony Blinken and other senior officials from the Biden administration. They held their first talks with their Chinese counterparts and it came to verbal blows. It really was quite a scene. So what experts are saying is that those two battles will take up months, if not years, of the Biden administration's foreign affairs agenda. Yeah, Blinken will face more difficult conversations when he arrives in Brussels tomorrow. He'll meet with European officials in an effort to repair tensions caused by former President Donald Trump. Fresh in this morning, Claire, is news that Buckingham Palace is looking to improve their diversity policies for those who work there. That, of course, follows allegations of racism by the Duke and Duchess of Sussex a couple of weeks ago. And in the UK media this morning, the palace is trying to press that this isn't in response to that Harry and Meghan interview. They say that this review had been ongoing for quite some time and that it takes the issues of diversity and racism very seriously, uh, although it looks like like things have ramped up into a major drive and there is an issue around working with people from minority backgrounds, also disabled people and gay and transgender communities. This is all very much in focus with uh, Harry and Meghan in that interview with Oprah saying that uh, there was racism within the royal family and that there was uh, a question about someone in the family asking about the colour of baby Archie's skin. Yeah, both Prince Harry and Meghan refused to say who made the comment, but Harry later clarified to Oprah that it was not the Queen or the Duke of Edinburgh. When borders finally open up again, Claire, and we're able to travel, I'm heading straight to Finland. And that's because it's been named the happiest country in the world, not once, but for the fourth year running. Look, I don't know whether they get much sunlight in Finland. You might need to check the time of year that you go, perhaps. But yeah, Finland has again won that title. There must be something in that water, though. Uh, Iceland came in second, Denmark third, Switzerland fourth, and the Netherlands rounded out the top five for us here in Australia we maintained our 12th place on the list. Interestingly, this year, the report focused on the relationship between wellbeing and COVID-19. The top 10 rankings, though, were similar to the previous year. There seems to be a good level of trust in each other and confidence in the governments that are underlying those relationships and happiness. Yeah, 149 countries were included in that report, which was, of course, released just in time for International Happiness Day last Saturday. And Iceland may have fallen just short of being the happiest country in the world, but they were pretty chuffed about their erupting volcano, Claire. Yeah, some real happiness there. (laughs) It's a volcano near the capital Reykjavik. It's the first time in 6,000 years that that volcano has properly erupted. Uh, One person who was particularly happy was singing Icelandic star Bjork. She said that we've still got it. So there you go. It's not something you see every day. So I'll pop a link to a clip of some aerial footage in your episode notes. 
That brings us to Squiz the Day. Claire, there are a few birthdays today, including author James Patterson, born in 1947, and Reese Witherspoon in 1976. Happy birthday to them. Uh, I'm looking at World Water Day today. It seems if you're in New South Wales or those parts of southeast Queensland, it's something that will be very much on your mind today. Yeah, hopefully those clouds will clear soon. And that brings us to the end of the podcast. My first, Claire, I can take a deep breath now. (laughs) (laughs) Well done, Simone. It is great to have you on board. You did shortcuts last week and welcome to the team. It's going to be fun. Thanks, Claire. And thank you all for tuning in. We'll be back again tomorrow.